Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah, but but now I'm already kicking myself for reminding you about something. (laughs) You reminded me that the... Well, you didn't remind me, because I, in the back of my mind, I knew it was coming out, but I didn't realize that it dropped, like, at 5.30 my time, so... So I, I did my homework because I was, when I saw your DM, I was, I was worried that I would have another Lord of the Rings incident mm-hmm. happen where you force me to watch it during the pre-show and it's just awkward silence. Yeah. Um, so I quickly watched it, which nobody needs to watch that trailer because it's literally 60% of it. You've already seen it in other trailers and the extra maybe 40, maybe 30, it's really bad dialogue and just a lot of action fight sequences. Now you'll ask, well, it's a superhero, Sarah, superhero movie, Sarah. So of course there's going to be large set pieces and, and big action scenes. So that's what they're showing, but it worries me. When majority of the trailers focused on that and not on the actual character moments, because are they trying to like mask it? I don't know. And it still gives me Morbius trailer vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did watch it. And I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, I was like, at first, I, I was like, wait a minute. I, I saw this in the teaser and I saw this <laughs> in the. And the mini trailer, and then it, you know, and the like, as you said, the new shots. I mean, we do get better uh, shots of the the JSA. Yes, so or we, the Amanda Waller JSA. Exactly, exactly. So, of course, we we learned about Amanda being in the film uh, at Comic Con, and so uh, for folks who for to whoever missed that news now now you know uh amanda waller is in there and i guess it's you know again it ties it into the larger dceu and so um we have that but i think i think putting her in the show makes people curious about the background of Mm -hmm. okay why is she assembling this team of heroes we thought she was only working with bad guys and then the immediate next thought is where the hell is peacemaker yeah oh where is the man peacemaker because peace john cena versus the rock as superheroes that would be iconic (laughs) that would be that would be that that'll be black adam too (laughs) oh my god that'll happen before black adam and shazam like go up against each other that would be an epic film we need to we need to call J- we need to tweet the james gunn right now and say james we got a we have a story pitch for you man like if if it was marvel and the way they're doing she hulk right now it would be such a good like and like end credit scene to it just have to show. because honestly let's as much as i love peacemaker i don't think he would stand a shot next to no. black adam but yeah it's just I, the other, my other takeaway is like, man, they really want us to believe that The Rock is an evil person. Yeah. But all, that's all he ever says. And then he fights back against people who are attacking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that's the big, that's the big hurdle we've talked about before that he's just going to have to overcome. Uh, and so, but yeah, but it dropped and uh, it'll, it'll, we're, it is locked in for October, so it really is happening. Yeah, speaking about things that are happening that I kind of forget about, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that is coming back. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 5 will drop tomorrow, and Will and I are very much on the fence about this show, considering how Season 4 played out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and with all the content, you likely will get a review, a season review from us, at a later time when some of our, like, let's face it, guys, I'm on this Game of Thrones kick. <laughs> and I, I, I am all firmly riding shotgun with you on that one. It's so good that yeah. we, we like, we want to use our time talking about things we really enjoy, but we'll get to Cobra Kai. Just, I wouldn't expect it any time in the near future with everything coming out and currently on TV right now. Um, 
What else happened? Oh, speaking of going back to DC, um, I laughed so hard when I read about this because I'm like, Will, when are you going to listen to me about these things? <laughs> <laughs> because a few weeks ago, I gave you a very hard time for this exact headline about this um, Dan Lin accepting a position at with with Warner Brothers and DC and he's going to be the new Kevin Feige. Guess yep. what? The guy is smart. He's like, "Oh yeah. hell no. You guys have a train wreck. I can't hear this ship. No, like it's off the rails and like the train is gone. The train yep. is gone." Yeah. So, um he declined and um the DC universe is still a mess. But yeah. But, you know, we got Joker 2 to look forward to. I hear it's going to be a musical, lovely, about love and stuff, and then love and crazy. And then we got Batman 2 whenever they – they they haven't announced Batman 2, right? Right. They announced create they, – they announced that Matt Reeves is signed to um, do the film, and Battinson's on board. But beyond that, there's really not, not much more – beyond that at this point interesting hmm. we'll see um the other news is um we got dc 23 coming this weekend it's gonna be a lot of news um hopefully more information about the next phases of the mcu yep. um and then and then so did this already happen will or like star trek day Yes, yeah, so the day the day is Star Trek Day. Uh, oh, happy Star event. Trek Day! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, the the um, event has already happened. They um, had several big things. First, uh, Star Trek Picard season three, which will have the cast of the Next Generation returning, will premiere on February sixteenth. They also dropped a a trailer today uh, as part of the event. Uh, the Jerry Ryan, Patrick Stewart, and Michelle Hurd were, were part of a panel. And, uh, yeah, the trailer looked really good. They had uh, Riker ship, which is the uh, USS Titan, uh, is going to uh, be pretty prominent in, in the series. So uh, so we got that. And we also got a couple release dates for uh, one of the animated shows, uh, Star Trek uh, Prodigy. It'll be its second season, and it's coming October 27th. Uh, of course, Lower Decks with Jack Quaid um, and and Twenty Newsome is is going on right now. And that and for Star Trek fans, if if you haven't checked out Lower Decks, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend it. It is so funny, and and you get rewarded for your 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 obsessive fandom. I, I will say that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, Strange New Worlds uh, also uh, had a cast announcement. Uh, Carol Kane um, is going to be uh, replacing uh, the actor who uh, played the chief engineer. Uh, so she will um, be the new chief engineer in, in season two. No release date yet for that, uh, but um, they did also have a little teaser for one of the cast members today going on a, on an away mission. So, uh, yeah, so it, it was a, it was a good Star Trek day for sure. <laughs> In the final frontier. Yep. 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 There's a lot of days. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, geez, yeah. there's Star Wars day there is there, there is not technically an MCU day. Not yet. I, I appreciate that. Not yet. <laughs> Granted, I always feel like we get a movie. If there was a day, oh, man, I bet too bad May 4th is Star Trek Day. <laughs> yeah. Because that early May, I mean, May, we always get an MCU movie. I mean, yeah, yeah 2020 happened, but yeah, we usually get an MCU movie. So maybe one day soon. Um, one day soon yeah. Maybe, you know, I, I would think if you were going to do an MCU day, I would, you would have to. I would argue you would have to have it on the release date of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is fair point, which wasn't that like May 6th or something. Actually, you know what? Speaking of May, it was May 2, 2008. Yep. So there you go. 
So you're you're right on the money as always. I knew I knew it was 2008. I knew it was May. I also know that I did not see that movie in theaters. <laughs> I I was not the same person back then. Um, that was a very long time ago for me. But um, in other DC, like I like how the, today it's it's one headline and then a DC headline and then another. Usually I'm I'm good about grouping, but today I'm just like you know. DC will get its time, but I can only do so much at once. Yeah. Um, so back to the headline, Michael Bishop ha- will be replacing Jordan Ellis as Jonathan Kent on Superman and Lois. Do we know Michael Bishop from anything? No. Um, okay. he, uh, no, I think I, I did read in the, in the Deadline article, uh, as I was prepping this evening, uh, that he led a show on disney plus but i'm blanking on the title of it right now but beyond that i think he's australian and he looks a lot like um uh the kid who plays jordan (laughs) on the show that is exactly what i saw um thought when i saw the photo i was like that makes sense (laughs) yep (laughs) that makes sense i mean so far in terms of casting on that show They've done pretty, like, I can't think of a time when I'm like, oh, my God, that actor drove me Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. I can think of other shows on the, especially the CW, where that happens. But, um, so, it's it's sad that they had to find a replacement, especially for such a critical um, character. But I I have some pretty good faith that they made a good decision. Yeah, yeah. We will see. Um, And before we get into our main topics, um, we do want to just make a note that Queen Elizabeth II has passed away today and she lived for night until she was 96. Yeah. Personally, I thought she was much older. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I mean, she was the longest reigning English monarch, 70 years, just celebrated her 72 Jubilee and, and just literally let's help seat the new prime minister like just what a day or so ago i mean and then and then this yeah. uh yeah so it's um yeah obviously um we are big fans of the show the crown and and uh, and of course all the royalty and things we've talking about with, with thrones and stuff um right yeah uh but uh yeah this truly is uh an end of an era when, when you think about it not only from um historical perspective but also just from entertainment perspective because there's been so many like we said, the crown um, and so many movies made yeah. um, about her and her life as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 the queen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's the movie with uh, Helen Mirren, I think. Hel- Hel- Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's and it's funny because earlier this week, I remember seeing some headlines that for the sixth season, I think. Um, they've casted William and Kate. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was thinking to myself, man, when are, when are we going to get season five of The Crown? I missed that show. Yeah, yeah. Season I missed that five. show too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I missed that show. And, and, and they did Paul's production today in, in honor of her memory. So, Well, as, as they should. I mean, yeah. I I was listening to a meeting at work all day, um, a big board meeting, and and during it, this news came up, and they took a pause too. So, I mean, we're not we're, we're American, but um, yeah. still, it's like you said, her legacy um, surpasses just like a national yeah. um, thing. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what I. Usually we like to save the best for last, but no, I, I need to talk about this episode of Game of, of House of Dragon. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love this episode so much. I've been thinking yeah. about it ever since I saw it. There are certain scenes that I keep keep reminiscing about because we like first of all you. They bookended it with two major action sequences with dragons and everything. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about that last week about how 
you introduce these fantasy um, elements at the beginning and the end, but the whole political side of it, it allows you to almost forget like, no, this is, you're in a fantasy world. You're not in the real world. Yeah. Um, and so this episode having, I've never seen so much duality in terms of a king versus a dad. Mm. And, um, and I found it so interesting and compelling to watch because Patty is just, like he surpassed Matt Matt Smith for me. Mm. I know everybody is like on the Matt Smith train because yeah. he's got he's got the Targaryen look and that like he he says very little in this episode and I love his eye acting. However, Patty was just so good at you can you can see the the um the turmoil mm-hmm. going on and um just how he interacts with everyone and you don't really know which side of Viserys you're going to get. Are you going to get the, oh, I was just appointed this position. I don't really like, oh, I'm going to die soon. Like that, I don't know, like not the strong king or are you going to get the king who's like off with your head? Or the drunk king. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And one shot that I all, I keep thinking about is how they had him in this in this time of celebration for his for his son, his mm-hmm. two-year-old son, they had him isolated um, because he had to sit in in his well kind of throne. But it was, there was a distance, like even Alicent was sitting among the people. He was isolated. And I think at one time they did a, um, they did a shot from behind him. So you could see his perspective and you could also hear his perspective because they play, you could hear audibly that he's listening and observing the laughter and these people coming together and eating a meal together. But he's, He's removed from it. Like mm-hmm. this is a king's celebration, but it's the king isn't necessarily a part. The king is an observer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I almost, I, I yeah. Love that yeah. imagery so I, much. Yeah, that that was one of the one of many uh images that stuck out with me in in, in the episode. And, and I remember watching it real, real time. That mm-hmm. that perspective and and so much about the king and and yes you know this is the you know Aegon his son born uh, they're having this celebration um, and and you're right I mean the the perspective of him being distant from everyone and then his emotion that he's having and 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 you're right the duality that they have of being a father and a king because and and we i know we talked about this before but how he ended up being the king yeah uh, when jaceres died and basically well he's you know in some regards he is he is the accidental king because all the other all the other of jaceres's kids were had, had passed on and he couldn't give it to his cousin for, because obviously he's just a woman Right. And he just sort of fell into this position. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I, I, and you're right. I think I know before we started recording, uh, I, I was definitely on that Matt Smith train mm-hmm. of 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 admiration. But I th- I think the thing that is so genius about Patty and why you have three compelling characters that leave the show mm-hmm. with Renaris. Damon and Viserys mm-hmm. is how Patty plays Viserys. It could easily be, it could easily go into parody, right? Or or weak, you know, or or because you, you're having a, a person who is a a ineffective king. I mean, I think about the the boar hunt, and it was a so the symbolism mm, of yeah. how 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 you know he was 
trying to you know one try to find a white boar for one because of the the, the, the symbolism but right. two whenever they did find the brown boar and then the lannister you know from the staff that he gave them to to, to spear the thing how mm-hmm. ineffectual and how ineffective he was well he's then, dying like he's he, one he's yeah and he, and i he knows it he knows yeah. Um, I just keep thinking about the line, I'm not going to be around forever. And so there's in this time of happiness, like he finally has his male heir that he's mm-hmm. always wanted. But at the same time, he he knows that he is deteriorating. The crown is literally killing him. Yeah. Um, the throne, I mean. Yeah. And he now has a child who when he dies will be orphaned um mm-hmm. and he he has put her up in in the succession but if she doesn't make some smart political moves then she she might not last too long and so you there's worry and fear there and then at the same time he has all of these other people around him telling him hey marry my son hey have it, have her marry your own son which yeah. honestly Gross, but at the same time, yeah. genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and Targaryens used to do stuff like that. So, from yeah. what I understand, so I they wouldn't do. be surprised. But, um, yeah. I, I, that's what also captivated me is that there was so much in him, just grief and yeah. and this idea that. I I have I'm starting to have this family that I wanted, but I'm not going to be around to enjoy it much longer. I think there's a there was a realization, yeah. like that he he can't protect Renera forever, right. um, and and um, I just I love I love the scene between him and Allison in front of the fire, mm-hmm. um, because. You, it's been, I know people have speculated about the timeline. For me, I thought it was three years. It is um, three years. Yeah, thank you. I, I, some, a reviewer I was listening to was saying two, and I'm like, the no, kid no. just turned two. Exactly. So, do your math, people. <laughs> three years ago, nine months. He's about to pop with the kid number two, so. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think, but that scene by the fire I wasn't expecting him to have so much remorse mm-hmm. over the over um, his desire to have a male heir at all costs, and how three years, well, th- three plus years, he is still mourning the loss of his own wife. Yeah, yeah, that was that was another thing too that I think gets lost in all the in all the drama and in, in the palace intrigue and politics is mm-hmm. you're right he Viserys is still mourning the loss of his first wife he basically marries Alicent not out of love but out of duty and 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 I know we had a very icky <laughs> moment last week with you know, it was sort of like the, the lesser of two icky things uh, either marry an 11 year old or or a 12 year old or or a 15 year old and and so he he does it because at the end of the day he's got to produce heirs and because if anything happens to Renera then um you know the, the, the whole lineage and everything uh, could, could you know I don't know what the line is, you know, to, in, in that in that universe as far as how how would they how would they deal with it? I guess because I mean, Damon well, doesn't have any kids. Could, could potentially yeah. get it. It just is a lot yeah. of. Well, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, I guess it would go to, it would go to Damon, and and but the the Privy Council doesn't want that. Yeah, yeah, Tur- turmoil and uncertainty um, would occur. But I want to go back to what you just said about him marrying Allison after off out of um duty because in this episode they make a point where he 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 knew he had to remarry Mm 
Um, and yes, lesser of two evils. At the same time, though, he and and the smartest guy in the room. I don't know his name, but the guy who keeps pushing you gotta you gotta intermingle with the sea monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah. Um, but um, like he he I feel like he didn't choose out of love. But he did choose out of affection. Yeah. Um, and he could have waited a little bit longer, I guess. Um, so, so, and and that's what they brought up in this episode because a lot of it had to do with Renary. You got to remarry. He even foolish, foolish king, foolish Viserys. Um, he even tries to set her up with Jason Lannister, and I and I laughed at this because I swear to God that during the opening credits, I was thinking to myself, man, when are we going to see a Lannister pop up? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I don't watch the previews for the next episode. I had no idea this was coming. No one spoiled it for me. And then I hear the name Jason Lannister and I'm like, there you are. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sure there are more evil people to come in your family. Um, because he was like, he was just annoying, um, at the moment. I don't know. Um, but, but Lannisters are definitely lurking around doing their thing. Um, yeah, this guy, yeah, Jason, you know, he, uh, he, he is, his supreme confidence in himself is, was just oozing off the screen because not only does he get like shot down by Renera, but then after that he still goes up to the king and he just like equally shoots him down again and it's like all right at least the brother was like had sense enough to like say you know maybe come up with a different plan as far as this this succession (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> definitely um you need to go about this a different way <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure but speaking of that with uh, with the king shooting him down and 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 i, I love you know like you were saying earlier about you know which viserys you're going to get because in that moment of joy and stuff and him wanting renera to, to to be a part of it i think of two things with between viserys and renera one on the carriage ride out to 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 the celebration right um and and you know him trying to continue to be that that the father of trying to bond with with her and um as a as a father but also reminding her again of her duty as the heir apparent of getting married and 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 producing heirs to keep keep the lineage going um and so you know so i think about that and 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 just her you know how whenever renera looks over to the the two of them and of the king and allison and you know thinking back to the second episode when she makes when he when viserys makes the decision to to pick allison and just the look that she gave allison then as far as like you know, I think multiple levels. I mean, some people have interpreted it like you, you're my, my, you're my best friend, you're my confidant. I'm losing that person. Some people, and I think even, I think even the actresses, I think I heard somewhere were saying that they did play the scene in a flirtatious way because yeah. Renera loves her. So yeah. you could take it either way, but it works no matter how you, how you, how you slice it. Right. And then, and and then, and they carry it forward in, in that in that scene three years later. So, um, so it, it, so again, it just makes for a, like what's going to happen next kind of thing, uh, which has a problem with something that we were talking about later. But uh, for another show. But the other the other scene was when he snaps in the in the at the party like where is renera and i loved how they cut over to the two of them to her at the tree and allison shows up and um and you know the very comedic scene i did laugh out loud a bit with the with the the just the guy playing the mm-hmm. playing the song and stuff but it uh, really illustrated the gulf between them now 
um, because you know she's princess, she's queen. That bond that well, they had before, you know, it it, it truly is it, because of because of the politics and because of the circumstances, their bond is forever gone and changed because because of this. Yeah, I think that um, they could have they could have done a different route with it, which I think is why these moments stand out. Is where oh she's she's now your stepmom, your best friend is now your stepmom. Yeah, <laughs> very bizarre. Yeah. Um, but no, it's more of a conversation of are you asking me to do this because you're my queen? Okay, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before also in the, in terms of the show and the Targaryens and how they they are a very close family, mm-hmm. but they are also a royal family and it, duty always is placed above. And so both yeah. Rhaenyra and her father do this throughout this episode where there are moments when they when they play the card, like I'm the heir apparent, <laughs> I'm yeah. your daughter, <laughs> yeah. I'm king, I'm your father. Like they 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 play that clash of um, of child and parent, but through through this different dance of more like, are you talking to me as as family, or are you talking to me as like my king? which yeah. are very different conversations. And so I, I found that to be very interesting. And what, what you're getting at is this evolution of this argument where looking back on it, you start with the carriage ride scene where you bring up the 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 need for her to remarry. And, and so um, Viserys makes this plea like very softly and gentle. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the big feast and the party Mm-hmm. And and she snaps when she finds out. Oh, you're trying to set me up with Jason Lannister? Hell no. Good yeah. honor. Good read of people. Um, and they have that big public fight. And then she runs off. And then at the end, they're back. And mm-hmm. then they have um, such a good like argument with some really harsh truths on both sides. Um, and there's so there's just this natural progression of this fight mm-hmm. that is is intermittently played throughout the entire episode because they they the writers wanted to have this conflict, but they didn't want to waste it all in like one scene or right. they wanted to make sure it was stretched out for the whole episode without making it tiresome. And so that's mm-hmm. why. Honestly, Viserys and Rhaenyra spend a lot of the time apart. Um, yeah. And I think it's that's purposeful so that they can both gain that other perspective about what the other is really getting at. Um, and and I just I love the the final scene where he 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 really does put on go full father mode and it's like, wake up, you're not being replaced. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which this is another thing why I love Patty's performance. I honestly believed that Viserys never considered that um, she would be thinking of him as like, I got this intent, like it was a surprise when he heard her say, you're just, you're, you don't need me anymore. Like there was something very much about his performance. Like I, I bought that Viserys would like never consider that. <clears throat> if if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense because I mean that is that is consistent with what we've seen of this of this character to date, as mm-hmm. far as his and his his almost lack of foresight and and. I guess good. I guess emotional intelligence as far as mm-hmm. reading the room. Yeah, I mean it, he never did consider it, and so I think that's what makes this. That's that's what's so fascinating about this show is that you really can't, depending on the moment, you can go from like feeling like this character is a bad guy, good guy, 
you know, feeling sympathy for them, detesting them. I mean, it's just, they just play on so many different love, levels of emotions that it, it really does become like a, 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 as a viewer, it keeps you engaged because you just right. really don't know what's going to come next. I mean, you right. think you, you think you might, but then the writers will take it in a different place where you were like anticipating where it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, because of certain events in Game of Thrones, I was like, "Oh, is Patty going to go this episode?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Viserys yeah. going to go this episode? They didn't do that. Um, yeah. I and I I hate the writers for this because I didn't. I didn't want to, I don't want to like Viserys. I don't want to really um, love his relationship with Rhaenyra, Alicent, or even the council, or even Damon. Yeah. But I do, and I know this character is not going to last. Right, right. <laughs> it's going to go. And it's just, yeah. it's stupid, and I hate it, but, but hats off to you for three episodes, and I'm already... I'm like, man, what am I going to do without the Sarah around? Um, but yeah. on that note, and speaking about like uncertainties of characters, I even and and I sh and I do know, and I was telling myself, this Sarah, they're not going to do that. But still, I thought, especially during the end, I was like, oh, they are, they're going to kill <laughs> Damon. <laughs> <laughs> they they played the timing of that sequence they they went out they didn't go on too long and mm -hmm. they didn't go on too short they played it and he played it perfectly to yeah. where you're you're like okay um this is a lot what is happening and then of course the last minute um yeah. but i i really like it I, I really liked how this battle and this war is so much in the background of everything happening at the forefront of this show. Mm -hmm. Um, and and how we we see we see we are introduced to Damon as being the strong fighter and everything, and yet he goes on he agrees to lead this war, yeah. um, and he hasn't managed a victory in three years yeah. and his brother is like, Hey, I'll, I, I give, I'll finally help. Um, which makes him even more upset and willing to be like, okay, fuck it. If it's yeah. is coming, it's coming to help me. Yes. Yeah. I will play bait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can't kill me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> like yeah. it's been three years. I'm done. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy those those scenes and yeah. um will yeah. this is your first taste of a game of thrones battle scene what did what did you think oh i was blown away from the like you said it was perfect bookends the way they did this episode from the mm -hmm. beginning with the you know with the battles and and you know the crab 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 guy was like torturing the one person and you know he's like my king my daemon will save me and then of course he does save him by like you know to seeing his dragon come in and just barbecue everyone yeah uh, and then and then but but I, but but that that scene spoke volumes in so many ways beyond just the spectacle of it but because right. when when daemon did come in and, and you know this poor little ship captain was like thinking he was gonna get rescued to drag he just you know, just smashes, smashes. It has no regard for for its foot soldiers, and right. I think it and 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 it really dis displays what one of the reasons why his his the the men with Damon and the sea monster why they're so dispirited and and how reckless they they are in, in, in carrying out the campaign. I mean, it's just so. So you have that, and you're right. I mean, they did tease it like fast forward to the end, where he finally, you know, when Viserys was finally convinced, okay, for the good, for the good of King's Landing, for the good, good of Westeros, we need to, we need to help Damon out. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and then so they send the the courier and the poor courier. He's just trying to deliver a message, and 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 you, and we talked about it earlier. Matt Smith's eye acting calls. If he utter did he utter a single word this episode? I don't think he did. Nope, nope. He did not utter a yeah. single word. Yeah, he it was did. just all body language and eye acting and just that look. That he had he that he had on his face, and when they panned up to his face when he was reading that scroll, mm-hmm. and the it was all the, the humiliation, the, the 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 gall that he was like the gall of Viserys after three years of us trying to do this, and now you're like showing up, and and the pride that Damon has in, in his ego. And he just takes it all out on that poor courier. And I was like, the, the guy's just a messenger. Yeah. I felt so bad for him. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to, let, you know, and that just spurred him into this action. But again, it was kind of a microcosm of like how reckless he has been. And, 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 and we've seen this like in the last few episodes too, like when he took the egg, dragon's egg, he, he you know, he, he thinks with the moment, but doesn't, but in many ways, like Viserys doesn't, you know, he acts he, he acts on A, but doesn't take the steps of B to C and D, what's going to happen because of my actions. And so he just runs out there, crosses the channel, and I'm a, and, and then you're right. They played that scene perfectly as far as time and as far as the surrender. Right. Uh, and, 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 and really did. Even when the when the when the arrows were coming from the people from the crab guys troops on high, um, it was kind of iffy there for a minute because you know all, with this show all bets are off. I mean, I love the aerial shots. Yeah, the aerial shots of the swarm mm-hmm. um, of people just coming at um, Damon and and also confusion because at one point I'm like, oh wait, is that his? Troops, oh, wait, yeah. huh? Yeah. Like, the yeah. confusion. It's just, again, It's this is fantasy. There's about to be a dragon in to come and save the day. Yeah. Although the guy can't, the creature doesn't, like, say, oh, you're on my side, so I'll shoot over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dragons continue to be the best weapon in war as mm-hmm. long as you're willing to kill your own people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I, I I I like what you said. Like it's definitely showing how Targaryen rule. There's a lot of recklessness in mm-hmm. it. Whether I mean Patty and um, not Patty, but Viserys and Damon both demonstrate different sides of reckless behavior. But it's very similar. And um, that's my final note: is that these characters, this family of Targaryens that we've been introduced to, it amazes me how. They're all different, but they're they're they've definitely shown us moments of the similarities of of those shared traits that each one of them has in common with each other, um, which makes them turning on each other even more heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so. Now that we spent so much time on House of Dragon. <laughs> I guess folks kind of know where we stand on Lord of... Well, do we... <laughs> the Rings of Power. So, okay. The yeah. Rings of Power. We watched it. Um, yeah. I I tried, and I honestly, I was telling myself, okay, it's it's because I'm biased. I, I kind of didn't want to watch this. Um, I think I made that clear, actually, that yeah. I I was not anti it. It's just I knew, especially with Game of Thrones going on, I knew going into it what would bother me <laughs> and what I would find lacking. And when I sat down and watched it, I checked out <laughs> so many freaking times in the first episode because yeah. it, it opens with a monologue that never ended for me. Um, it, it was like 20 minutes, and I swear I was – I, it was it was deja vu because I feel like it's the same monologue. I know it's different, but I felt vi- it felt very similar to the opening monologue of Fellowship. Yeah. Um, and I just there was a lot of 
jargon that I'm unfamiliar with. And a lot of people, and it's beautiful. It's a, it, it's a very well-made show. Yeah, yeah. Well-written? I would disagree. I yeah. was bored. I don't find these characters compelling. And again, there is so much lore in it. I could not keep track because they they were jumping around to a lot of different places. Um, and and I don't really like Gladriel. I really, I, there's something about her where I, like, she's, me, oh, go let, ahead. Will. Yeah, let me ask you. So, because I, I know this has been a lot of the discussions out there about Glad, Glad, Gladriel and not that I'm not going to give the, the Mary Sue bullshit because that's just uh, it's not that but more because I think you know let's just call it for what it is it's a bunch of bullshit um right. but is it because you're used to and I'm just asking a question is it because of the version that we see in the third age that you're used to as far as Gladriel that or is it that um or is it something else um so no it's not the third age because honestly gladriel was not one of my favorite characters um coming out of watching the the film series okay um i'm i'm much more of a mary and pippin person so yeah or or i mean i i really liked the movies when i watched them have i returned to them in a recently no (laughs) Yeah, no. I haven't either. Um, but I do overall. I like the ensemble. I like Aragon. I like and the Liv Tyler's character. Um, but Gladriel, I didn't really like. And why she irritated me here is because she's this fierce warrior, mm-hmm. um, and her motivation is revenge. Mm. And and it's revenge. It's it's to t- it's told to us that it's revenge, not because we're invested in her relationship with her brother. We right. see literally one scene with him, yep. and then next thing we know, he's dead, and yep. she feels like she has to has to um, kill Sauron because her brother died. Mm-hmm. Um, newsflash, a lot of people's brothers died in this war. <laughs> Sauron, yeah. I'm pretty sure, cl- killed more than one person. And so there's there's this bit of selfishness mm-hmm. that I don't really find interesting. And, hey, I'll call spade a spade. Um, it's really hard to view her with that motivation as interesting and being a strong, fierce warrior when I have Rhaenyra Targaryen. Who's yeah. a boss ass bitch who drew like took a dragon and told her uncle to kill her, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 I yeah. So I agree with you. It's beautifully shot. I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, it was. But for me, and I know we talked about this with the trailers. And it has mm-hmm. carried forward in the series. What's the point? Thank you. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. I'm not being mean. I'm just trying to like if if you're going to, and I know. I mean, I, I will freely admit, I read, I, I I read Lord of the Rings. I, I enjoyed the films. I'm not, you know, I'm not a told, you know, I know that. They didn't, they weren't able, this is not a adaptation of a similarium. I think that's, it's it, because of rights issues, because of, you know, Amazon was only able to to basically purchase the rights to uh, um, the, the appendices and uh, the Hobbit and, and, and I think the books, but not, but not, but not, not the similarium. So, so I, I know, so I know part of the things that they're having to do here is basically take elements from like, you know, take familiar characters like Gladriel and Elrond and and maybe Gandalf or maybe Sauron, depends on who the guy in the comet was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
I, I just the thing that really like you said that really got that this kind of like this the first episode i was just I, I i couldn't it did not did not grab me as a viewer because they were just trying to introduce so much i mean you spend 250 million dollars to get the rights to this thing you're spending a billion dollars to produce this thing and you're gonna I believe it's there's eight episodes this season and i think they're i think they have a maybe five five season commitment i can't remember, recall off the top of my head but i know it's the most they already i think have you know they invested a lot for this right yeah they they, they did. Sh- pacing uh, you know i pacing was they, sh- they it would have served this story better to your point like for example focus on introducing these characters over the course of the first two or three episodes Mm-hmm. Don't try to shove a thousand years worth of history into into an hour and seven minutes, All right. because it's just it, they were jumping from this part of Middle Earth to the next part of Middle Earth to this. Part, I mean, I I, I just sort of like I, I just it, it was it was almost one of those things when I was watching and I was like, you know what, we're just gonna blow you all away with the beautiful visions and stuff story be damned we're just gonna we're just gonna like just just throw eye candy at you and don't worry about plot and stuff i will say in the second episode there were some more moments like for example when elrond and um went to visit the dwarf yes um those i was like okay now i'm starting to you know those were those that those moments because we had true character interaction and we had like you know a very good moment of like like you haven't seen me in 20 years right you know, for, for me as a dwarf that's a light you know that's that's a lot of time for 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 an elf who's immortal that's that's nothing for you but for me that's a big effing deal and and so that's i wanted more of that because i mean i'm not trying to compare and contrast rings to power and how and house of the dragon but but like with any story, the thing that why we spent so much time on House of Dragon was because they 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 have in the same amount of episodes, they really focused in on one family and 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 really fleshed out these relationships and stuff to give us buy-in with these people and their motivations and and things that are going on. And with all these and and and, how, and rings of power, I just feel like it was just like we're just going to drop you here and drop you here and drop you here and drop you here and not give us any. There's a lot of exposition, but no emotion. Exposition, but no emotion. Yeah, and, there was a lack of emotion. Um, true conflict, I would even say, lack of like. Um, and I think maybe that's why Elrond and the Dwarf Prince really stood out is because not yeah, having your friend, like you be best buddies and then them just fall off <laughs> side of the yeah. earth. Yeah. Um, you get ghosted. Like yeah. if they come back wanting your help, you're like, what? 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 Yeah. That's yeah. a real emotion for these characters who are fantasy. So yeah. I, I think there was there was not enough of that in the other stories that were occurring. Um, and and that's really why I think a lot of the characters fall flat um, as much as the scenery and the the images um, stick out and are very well crafted. Um, and, and I'm sorry if we're talking these two shows at the same time, they're going to be compared against you because why the hell would you come out with both of these shows at the same time and not expect comparison? They are eerily similar. They are. Um, I mean, House of Dragon even opened up with technically a monologue and a flashback to a time before when Viserys got appointed king. Um, and they were they did that because they're like the past will um, this issue will rise again within ten years, and and I think that was what the Lord of the Rings wanted to do with that opening monologue, where 
Sauron is in power and now he's disappeared. I guess maybe it's not that they wanted to do that. They should have done something like that where it was like, hey, you remember this movie about this ring? Mm-hmm. Well, this show is going to be about the how the rings came to be and what that, the bat, like, I don't, I, I know that's what people expected, but they, I guess they could have just done something a little bit more interesting to set up how Sauron continues in Middle Earth to rise to power, quickly disappear, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then, but then come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because yeah, because like like the new and original character that they they introduced the kid Toby, mm-hmm. um, and 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 showing like the orcs and 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 that that, that crazy sword that has the the signal signal, um, you know that you know there, there's there's I guess that's the thing that's so frustrating for me about this series because there's so many there's so many like wonderful elements sprinkled all throughout, but it's like they didn't give me a a a, a, reason, a reason to root for anyone. At, yeah. Even this conflict, because I think that's the thing. Even as conflicted as the people in House of the Dragon are, I I feel like I'm rooting for rooting for Renera. One week I'm rooting for Damon. I'm rooting for Ceres. I'm just rooting. I, I just feel like I, I'm invested. Yeah. But with these characters, I just didn't get that. And and I always, you know, I, I try not to never judge a show off the first episode because, I mean. Oh, good thing we had two. Yeah. <laughs> and and we had the second one and they did a little bit better, but it was still, I'm like, you only have eight episodes this first season. And, you know, uh, y'all got to get moving on it because, uh, you know, I know yeah. you had was a bad yeah. sign the moment you messaged me this is like watching paint dry i was like okay yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's not because i was biased if will doesn't like it and can't yeah. defend it i was trying yeah <laughs> i like i said i was like it's visually stunning and and as you know and as we were talking before um you know i think i also messaged you that i think for i, I compared it to like sandman uh, very similarity to, 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 to especially seeing sort of the reactions that are out there. I, I you know, if you are steeped in the lore of Tolkien and you're a huge Tolkien fan, this is your show. Right. Um, if you're someone like me who I enjoyed that unit, that, that, that world and that universe, but I'm not, I, I will freely admit, I'm not like, it, like steeped in the lore, like many of the fans out there. Casual. I'm, I'm casual viewer. Yeah. It didn't blow me away. And and I was really wanting this show to blow me away. And and it didn't. And maybe maybe that's a fault of me of having such high expectations. But uh but I was worried. And what we said that and I'll say it I said it earlier tonight. We said it before. But I we both were wondering what is the point from the trailers. Yeah. And 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 they didn't deliver, and I was being a very, I was a good a good faith watcher trying to watch this. I just couldn't. I'm like, what's the point? And I think you're right. If they had tied it back to tied it to the future, the setup to help us help help casual viewer understand what where we're going with this, then I think it would have made the viewing experience for these first two episodes a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly don't know um, what would have made it better um, because I'm I'm such a casual viewer of this all. But we watched it. We'll continue to watch it unless it puts me to sleep next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that note, we do have to at least spend five minutes on She-Hulk, or I should I say, Wongers and Madison show. Yeah. <laughs> Wongers and Madison. Um, well- yeah, two ends with a Y, and not where you think it goes. <laughs> like, this episode was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, like I really like this episode. I did too. It, it, was, it was exactly what I needed. Um, and I just I love long. Like, I, I, really, I really enjoyed how, 
you know, this is She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And so the episode really should focus on her. And she was a big part of this episode. But honestly, it was fascinating how Wong was there. Um, but he didn't steal the show. But it was just like this good balance of like furthering Jennifer and and She-Hulk storyline, but also like, hey, yes, this is a show, but we're in the MCU, so we can play with other characters. And and the fact that Wong watches This Is Us, love it. And The Sopranos, yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably a few other shows. Like, I'm sure yeah. he's watching, him and Madison are watching um, House of Dragon, which yeah. if Madison doesn't appear in, like, phase phase five or six, like, with Wong, I will be deeply upset. Me too. Um, people are writing fan fiction right now about them. So good on you. Yeah. Overall, I think I I really like this episode. They, they spiked the, um, they picked up more comedy. um, And also they, um, the breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. I noticed an increase in it. Um, Yeah. Oh, right off the gate. Right. Literally right off the gate. Um, but it was, and then they ended with it. And I think there was even a scene in the middle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed it a lot more in this episode than any of the episodes before. And I'm I'm trying to figure out, is that what made it more comedic? Um, more like, oh, we're f- four episodes in. This is She-Hulk. This is what the show is. Got it. Um, and so they wanted to ease us into that being a part of the show. Um, but Overall, I liked it. I liked how I kind of feel it was a good way to end almost the first act. Yeah. You know, because now we're going to get into this whole legal battle (laughs) over the She-Hulk trademark, um, which brings up um, the villain, um, Titania. And um, which which almost feels like, okay, now we're getting into act two. um, Yeah. But yeah, what were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So I second everything you said there. Uh, the the legal part for me is like I was laughing with the cease and desist and like mm-hmm. the the lawyer in me. Whenever she was talking with Wong during his consultation about the miss, you know, about the the mystic arts law versus the American law, and 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 those moments for me is like. I was like, this is a show for me, you know, this is like, I, this is, the, y'all speaking my language, <laughs> and, but it, it is the, the, the legal procedural comedy really, it, it works in this show, and, and I was, as I was watching the episode this evening, I was thinking, I was like, you know, this is what the, this is what phase four, this is what the MCU actually needed, mm-hmm. as far as change of pace, yeah, you know, Things we're seeing here, we'll probably have, we'll have some import in the larger, larger story, but not everything has to be like, um, you know, universe-ending stakes. I mean, sometimes it's just good to have fun, and and this is a, a, a thing I like about this show is that it's 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 it is again, as I said it before, I say it again, it knows what it is. It's comfortable in a skin and being a different show, being a comedy in the MCU. The jokes don't feel forced. This, and I think you're right. I mean, maybe the fourth wall breaking did help. The jokes just seem things just to flow a lot easier this 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 week than than, than um, maybe some of the other ones that you know. And, you know, and it's not like a knee slap. You know, they're they're, they're funny jokes. Some of them aren't meant to be like knee knee slappers. I mean, some are just very like subtle humor that you know. And others like with Wong and and Mad, Mad you know, Madison. She's just like, you know, the friend who spoils things when you're you know who hasn't watched the show. And then I mean, I just love their moments whenever he was like, you know, she starts spoiling things that happen in the Sopranos, and he was like, oh, I have you know. The, the, Benedict Wong, when the expression he had on his face, like, damn it, you just spoiled the show for me. I mean, that's just, you know, that's, it's, it's like we, we, we've all been there. And so I think that's the thing that works, worked well. 
And then last, the setting up ending ending Act One of the season because this was, I guess, sort of, I guess it was the midseason uh, break. Um, setting up the next phase, and now see uh, we see how they're going to introduce Matt Murdock into this show with the lawsuit. Oh yeah, I didn't even think. See, I am. I was so like fixated on Game of Thrones talk right now that I forgot about Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as soon I wrote down as soon as as soon as she got served those papers, she's like, "I know your, pro- I know a process there." But when I see one and it's all the thing, I was like, "Ah, this is how they're going to integrate Daredevil into the show. This mm-hmm. is how he's going to get into the story because we we because we we kind of joked it'll be episode four or five under last week, and mm-hmm. and this and this is how because. I mean, he's a lawyer, and and and, and she's definitely not going to represent herself because you know if you represent yourself, a lawyer represents himself as a fool for a client. So this is how you do it. Yeah, hmm. I love it. I mean, I'm kind of mad because when you predict things like that, that makes a lot of sense. They're usually right, um, and so I feel like you spoiled the next part Sorry. for me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I'm also kind of proud because I'm like, good on you, Will. Way to be paying attention and not so fixated on one show this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think on that spoiler note, um, that reminder, Daredevil is going to appear on this and probably, I don't know, like I, I'm, gl- I'm happy to see She-Hulk has not, is, it's, it's going uphill. We've we've watched a lot of Disney Plus um, MCU Disney Plus shows, and we've had we've had some highs, lows, and sh- um, slow starts, and all that. But I feel like She Hulk, it's been a nice incline. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, as as Will always says, if they can stick the landing. Um, and on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk on Twitter, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and visit our website, www.cnanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>